Hello, folks, and welcome to Abe's Front Porch Talk. Tonight is going to be chapter three of Revelations. Sorry, I did not get with you guys last week. I went under a spiritual attack last Monday, and I just had a lot of problems and issues going on within myself. So, I decided, since I was even had a lot to do throughout the week, to hold off and just start all over again this week. So, here I am. And before I forget, I have forgot to mention to you guys the last two episodes that if you like to support Abe's Front Porch Talk, look for the support button here on Anchor.fm or any podcast platform you use, or check the descriptions for a link called Buy Me a Coffee. Now, that Buy Me a Coffee, you may have to copy and paste it into your Google search bar, but you can find it in my YouTube videos on YouTube, so if you'll go there, it will be in one of my videos as well. And you can click on that link through the YouTube, and I know it will take you directly to where you need to go there. But on the podcast, the audio version, I don't think it works out so well. I know for some reason it seems like here on Anchor.fm, it doesn't highlight So I've seen that and I've tried just pushing on the link and I had to copy and paste it myself into Google search bar. But if you would like, you have two options on how to support Abe's Front Porch Talk. Now, as I get into tonight's word, I want you guys to Pay close attention to chapter 3. This is still talking to the churches. But chapter 3 is going to be the last one that speaks about the churches. And everything that I will be reading to you tonight in chapter 3 is written in red. So I'm going to go ahead and throw that on out there. But I hope you guys are enjoying this. And let's... Let's study and see what we can learn in chapter 3 tonight, okay, guys? So, I'm going to take another short little break here. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Don't forget to share this out. It will help me out so much. So, guys, please listen and here we come on this little break. And I shall continue, and it will be a lot of reading.
welcome back folks thank you for that short break once again now guys like i just said before i took that break it's going to be a lot of reading and i've told you before in the last two episodes i'll let you know if the scriptures are written in red or if they're in black and white and as i said in the beginning this whole chapter three is written in red so, but it's going to be a lot of reading here, and I know I repeated that a few times already. But let's learn what Scripture is saying. Listen closely to the words. Because, you know, I've said this before. Many people has their own beliefs about the end of time. I don't argue about how people believe about the end of times because everybody believes differently. Some thinks before the tribulation hits and the mark of the beast comes that we will be gone in the rapture or the second coming, however you look at that. Or we will be here and we have to go through all this tribulation and we will have to as God's children, to either accept the mark of the beast or do not accept the mark of the beast. And this is why I'm speaking on this whole book of Revelations here. Now, I believe that in the book of Revelations, everything is written in order. From chapter 1 all the way to chapter 22, which is the very last chapter and I love the book of Revelation. It, it is one of my favorite books of the Bible. But I think we need to know about what John the Revelator saw in these visions. And he wrote this down as he seen this. It tells you in scriptures here in Revelations, he did see this. And he was writing it down. And remember, in one of the chapters that the angel of the Lord told him not to write this one certain thing down. It's secret. So he was not able to write the secret down. But he was able to write all the stuff that we needed. So there is actually a secret to revelations that he saw, but he was not able to write it down that we do not know about. So... Take that into consideration too. But when I reach that chapter, you will know what I'm talking about tonight when I once I get to that point. But yes, I do believe everything is written in order. I also believe we as the children of God will have to see a lot of tribulations and trials. We will also have to see those who take the mark of the beast and do not take the mark of the beast. But it is up to us not to take it, no matter how hard things get in life, and not to give up. And basically what I just said right there about taking the mark of the beast or not and going through these trials, basically the scripture, there's a scripture here in chapter 3 that tells you this. So, Let's get started on the reading here, and I will be covering the whole chapter 3 tonight, so there won't be no part 2 to this. So I'm getting started now, and hope you are ready for this reading. 
and unto the angel of the church in Sardius, write, These things saith he that hath the seven spirits of God, and the seven stars. I know thy works, that thou hast a name, that thou livest, and art dead. Be watchful, and strengthen the things which remain, that are ready to die. For I have not found thy works perfect before God. Remember therefore how thou hast received, and heard, and hold fast, and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. Thou hast a few names even in Sardis, which have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Now, verse 2 says, Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die, for I have not found thy works perfect before God. Remember therefore how thou hast received and heard and hold fast and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. I wanted to read 2 and verse 3 there again. See, we need to strengthen those that remain that are ready to die. And I imagine we all can think there's been times in our life that we were ourselves ready to die at some point in our lives. Because of trials, feeling misunderstood, family, pastors not even wanting to understand. You speak to a minister, they don't want to understand where you come from. And we are to help people and give them strength because God don't expect us to be perfect. And we just got to hold to God and hold fast to him and repent. And you know, the last podcast of chapter two of Revelations, I spoke about repenting a lot. And as you can tell, it's in the book of Revelations here about repenting it. And, you know, like I said in the last episode, I do not understand where people get get that you uh, cannot repent if you fall into fornication or do like the prodigal son, go out into the world and start gambling and quit going to church and they say you gave up on God and stuff. Well, God knows the hearts and thoughts like scripture says, but you can always repent. So if you are in those type of churches that says you cannot repent, you blasphemed against the Holy Ghost, you have 
you sinned against God and it's a one-time thing. Once you receive salvation and you mess it up, that's it. You're doomed to hell. Scriptures tells you, even as I'm reading in Revelations, repent, repent. You always can repent. Don't believe the lie that your pastor or your family that goes to these churches saying you cannot. Once, once you mess it up, that is it. No, it's not. You always get out of that church. That's why we're having the plagues we are now. It's because of lies. Preachers are no longer preaching truth. So we must learn to hold fast and repent for whatever we've done. God will forgive you and to move forward with God. So, and he that overcometh, in verse 5, he that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white raiment. And I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. Now, if you've been told that you can't repent, or like I said, that you are feeling misunderstood and you are wanting to die, maybe you're thinking of suicide and you're going to listen to this podcast. Stop. Don't commit suicide. Because hang in there. He that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white raiment. And he will not blot out his name out of the book of life. Keep your name in the book of life. Keep going through the struggles. I know you can say, Abe, I don't, you don't understand what I'm dealing with, the struggles that I am going through. No, because I've not talked to you yet. I haven't Listen to what your problems are and what is troubling you and what's causing your mental status to want you to commit suicide. Whether it's you feeling lonely and vulnerable to things of the world, whether you are being through sexual molestations or whatever it is that has troubled you and that torments you at night and your psychiatrist, your family don't understand no one is understanding. And as a pastor or an evangelist, a minister of the gospel is supposed to understand all needs and all hearts and not judge you nor condemn you. That is a lie of Satan. And, and if you take your life, that's what you're giving the devil power over. It's because that's what Satan wants. Words can kill. Yes, I believe a lot of people has took their life, committed suicide because words kill. Jesus tells you to watch your words because words can kill. And people think they're getting by because someone took their life, but you put them in the ground. You might as well took that weapon and done it yourself. No, I do not believe in suicide. I, I, I just don't. But I just want to encourage you to hang in there, overcome what your struggles are. Overcome these evil people that is shunning you out. Overcome those who are lying and gossiping about you and accusing you and blaming you of stuff that you're not even doing. So, overcome this. Now, I read this in the last episode to those who had listened. So, I want to read this again. This, this verse is written in black and white and it comes from the very last chapter. 
And I want you to know this. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. So, see, if you repent and just hold in there through your trials and tribulations, just overcome these struggles and the persecutions from your own family, your close friends that's walked away and just left you stranded. Maybe your wife or husband or your whoever you're in a relationship with and you split for whatever reason because you got sick and the person did not want to take care of you. And you walked they they walked away and you're feeling lonely and you're thinking about committing suicide or whatever the reason. If you just hang in there and you will be clothed in the white raiment. But if you can't, if you cannot, Christ may take you out of the book of life. And those who have done this to you, those who have put you through so much persecution and all these things, this is why I don't believe in once saved, always saved. Because what I just read in verse 19 in the very last chapter about the prophecy of God shall take. if And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life. So whoever's persecuting you saying they're Christians and doing all these things, well, I've got news for you. They think their name's written down. Maybe at one time it was, but God took them out. And they don't even know it. But if you hang in there, you'll be okay. You'll be clothed in white raiment. So just get through this. Get through these things. So now let's move on. And I'm going to be finishing up chapter 3 here. So... I'm going to be reading for the rest from 7, verses 7, all the way to verse 22. And if I feel like I need to speak on a scripture, I will stop and I will speak. So let's get on the road here. And this one is the message to Philadelphia. And the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, these things saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth, and no man shutteth, and shutteth, and no man openeth. I know thy works, behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it, for thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Remember what I was just explaining to hang in there through your trials, and about names being either written in the Lamb's Book of Life, or taken out of the Book of Life? Verse 8 here just summed it up. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. 
For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. Behold, I will make him, sorry, behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie, behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet and to know that I have loved thee. I'm going to read verse 9 again because this really goes to you guys who are struggling through trials and tribulations, those who are on the brink of suicide. I want you to listen to verse 9. This is why I don't want you to commit suicide, but hang in there so you can be clothed in that white raiment. Because, listen closely again. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet and to know that I have loved thee. What that is saying, if you will hold in there your enemies, your family, your friends that walked away, your husband or your wife or whoever you're in a relationship that walked away because you became sick or whatever the circumstances may be and they done you wrong all those persecutions that you went through god is going to make them come down to your feet come and worship before thy feet and to know that i have loved thee that god has loved you and what they done to you is wrong and God will put them through guilt and shame and it and you're going to be sitting there in your chair or on your couch whatever and your enemies that put you through this mental anguish embarrassed you so much through lies and accusing you of things that just embarrassed you in front of God and everybody else they're going to have to bow down at your feet God is going to bring these people to justice one way. And I believe we're living in that time for every single one of our enemies to do this. I really do. And you will work through the power of God that you just don't realize you have because you never were taught that you can work through powers like the prophets of days of old. People says you're not supposed to do that, but that is a lie. And that is a lie of these teachers because scriptures plainly tell. This is why I want people to start back reading the Bible again. To get in there and find out, hey, you've been lied to. You can do these things. Paul wrote that you are to call upon the elders of the church and lay hands upon those who are sick and to be healed. But there's many religions out here today that says, no, you cannot. Well, I don't get where they're saying because it tells you even Jesus speaks to call up on the elders of the church. Anything, And Jesus said, all the things he done, you can do greater. But you have to seek out for these gifts. You got to seek out through all of this. But a lot of people wants to call it witchcraft and it's not witchcraft. You can do everything that Jesus did even greater. 
But where people says you're not supposed to lay hands on those, you're going against the Bible. You're going against God's holy word. And that's why you're in a plague. And the two scriptures in the very last. You cannot add or take away from the prophecy of this book. So there you go once again. Now, let's go on to verse 10. Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation which shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast that no man take thy crown. Don't let no man, no one take your crown. That's what people are doing when they bring you down, put you through this mental anguish. They are taking your crown. Don't let them. Hold fast. Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out. And I will write unto him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God. And I will write upon him my new name. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. So what are you going to do after I just read about the crown and told you about overcoming your trials and hanging in there and just repent of anything you've done because you can always be forgiven and repent of your sins so you can be clothed in the white raiment and your enemies, your enemies will know that you are God of God and that he loves you and that they're going to have to bow down at your feet. <laughs> I read scripture to you. I mean, come on, think about it. So are you going to let your enemies take your crown? Because if you commit suicide, like I said, you're letting Satan do what he's wanting and he's using these people to take your life. And they don't realize that they're the ones that done this to you. But you don't need to do this because I do not believe in suicide. Yes, I do believe suicide is wrong. But that'll be another topic for another time. But in the meantime, think about your crown, your victory. When your enemies are at your feet. You can laugh at them and do it through the laughter of God. Because you know God's got them. They may have to call up on you because they're going to see that crown that God has put up on you. Does that make sense to you? So just hang in there just a little bit longer. Now, we're going to go on to verse 14. And this is the message to Lodatius. I cannot pronounce this word for nothing. So, here we go. And unto the angel of the church of the Lodatians write, These things saith 
thee, amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou work cold or hot. And the word work is W-E-R-T. So then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. See, if you're lukewarm, he's going to spew you out of your out of his mouth. He is going to spew you. And that's one reason why I do not believe in the teachings of once saved, always saved. As you can tell by the scriptures, I have already read. So if people saying they're Christian and they put you through all kinds of mental anguish and trials and done all kinds of stuff, they're lukewarm Christians and God's going to spew them out of their mouth, which means the scripture I read to you in the back of Revelations saying that what that means is he's going to take their name out of the book of life. So this proves once saved, always saved is not true. And many people will learn that in these next seasons and years to come. I do believe major destruction is coming. That's my my thoughts of everything going on because of Matthew 24 and what the book of Revelation is and all the stuff that's going on with the wildfires, with this virus, with the floodings and earthquakes and volcanoes erupting. All these things that's happening, I believe, are plagues of God and God trying to wake up the people. And as we get on a little bit further, you will understand all these natural disasters and plagues as we keep going, if you'll stay tuned in to this podcast. But remember, if you think you're, if you think you're either hot or cold, which makes you lukewarm before God, just repent and ask God, say, God, I want to be on fire for you. I want to be hot, not cold. I don't want to be lukewarm. I don't want you to spew out of my mouth because I want my enemies to know that I am of you. I want my enemies to know where I stand with you and I do not want to lose my crown and I want people to see the crown you put up on me. That's what you need to pray to God to give you strength or your struggles. Yes, it's going to be hard and much persecution is to come. But if you hang in there, what your enemies have done to you through persecution, you will see them go through much worse than what you are. The first shall be last and the last shall be first. And you will see people, like verse 17 says, Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. You may see your family with all kinds of money that's overlooking you. Say you're sick and you're disabled and you cannot work. And your family or your neighbors has got everything they need. They have all the money in the world. 
all brand new vehicles or nice vehicles that you know money can buy. They're taking trips, going on vacations, and they're forgetting about you, overlooking you, and you're about to lose your home, possibly having to go up under a bridge. And these people say they are rich, but honestly, they're not. They're, they may look rich physically. They may think because they go to church and doing all these things, listening, and they may read their Bibles. They may be praying. They may be listening to gospel music, and they may have big names in the church that they attend. But to God, none of that means nothing unless their heart's in it, because that's where lukewarm comes at too as well. Their riches is going to send them to hell because they think they have it all and they're miserable people and don't even know it. They're blind. They are blind to who they really are and to where they stand. And the pastors and the leaders don't want to say nothing to them because they bring all these finances into the church. Well, I'm sorry if you're going to the church where the pastors and the leaders are caring more about who's got the money that's coming into the church and who donates the most and let them get by with everything, then you need to get out of that church. You do not belong. And that should be God's telling you to get out now through this podcast. Get out of that because that pastor's not feeding you the truth anyways. He's gotten greedy or she's gotten greedy with money. And you can't do that. The leaders have become greedy. The pastor's are responsible for every person's soul that's in that congregation. Just not even in that congregation, but out in the world. To be called into the ministry, you're held to a higher standard. Scripture tells you, as a pastor, you are held to a higher standard. Even evangelists, any type of ministry, you're held to a higher standard because you are responsible for the souls of the people. That's why I said you've got to be called and you've got to be chosen to do this work of God. You can't just choose it for yourself like many has. It's a dangerous ground because when you choose to preach the gospel and you're not called or been chosen of God to Preach the gospel, you're still in the way, but God is still going to hold you responsible for every soul. You got to think of the children's soul. You got to think of the elders, everybody around, your neighbors, your own family. You have to think of the souls of these people, and you're not wanting to do this. So think about that. I don't care how much money your church has. I don't care how rich the people are in the church if their hearts are not right with God just because they're praying and just because they are singing good songs and listening to gospel music doesn't make them right with God. It is easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. I did a podcast before when I first started in 2019, said we are living in the days of the rich man and Lazarus. You should try to find that when it's at the very beginning on whatever podcast platform you are using. Let me go ahead and finish up these next few verses here. I counsel thee to buy of me gold 
tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eyes salve, that thou mayest see. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne even as I also overcame, and am set down with my Father in his throne. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. I'm going to read verses 20 and 21 again, and I want this to soak into you. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice, and open the door, I will come in to him, and will sup with him, and he with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame, and am set down with my father in his throne. See, overcome, when Christ comes knocking on your door, and hear his voice, open the door, he will come in to him, and he will sup with you. And if you overcome your trials and your struggles, and don't let nobody steal your crown, he is going to let him sit down with my father at his throne. Do you want to sit down with the father that created you? If you just hang in there. So, this is a good reading of Revelations tonight, I think. I hope you guys are enjoying this. I hope this is soaking in. Share this out. Don't forget to subscribe. Check out my YouTube channel. This is all I have for you guys tonight. And like I said, if you like to support Abe's Front Porch Talk, look for the support button in the podcast platform or go to my YouTube channel and look at Buy Me a Coffee. And you will find it in one of my videos in the description. So thank you guys for listening. Thank you for any support that you do. Just know that you are loved and you are greatly appreciated. And I hope you guys have a great rest of the night. Next week is chapter 4 of Revelations. So we are out of the churches. Let me say that. We, that was... What I just read was going to be the last. Next week's going to start talking about the heavenly worship. And then in chapter 5 of Revelations will be the book of the Lamb. So, or the book and the Lamb. But chapter 4 is going to be very short, but tune in. And let's keep studying. Thank you.